The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real-life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is the CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. (laughs) Glad to be back in the studio with you guys, I think. I, I, I was, I think anyway. This could be a crazy Why podcast. Why are you just today. thinking? Come Master Kyle's got well, his rally cap on over there. When, when Go Kyle, dogs. <laughs> when Kyle lets out one of those big laughs here in just a minute, uh, <laughs> you know, you never know what's going to happen next. Hey, That's Jared, I got a question a for you. Yes, sir. Oh, Lord. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, That's dangerous. Yes, it is. Especially, I'm still a rookie at uh, scouting. Sure. There is a a young lady Mm -hmm. here in the Chattanooga area that's an Eagle Scout. Is that not correct? Yes. Uh, What is she called besides an Eagle Scout? Is she considered to be in Boy Scouts? Or since she's a girl, would she be considered to be in Girl Scouts? Well, we are the Boy Scouts of America. Okay. And there's a whole separate organization called, uh, I believe, the Girl Scouts of the United States. So no affiliation there's, at all. No. There's, there's no formal affiliation between the two. And something I find interesting, Sean, is not when you ask me that question, and Kyle can attest to this, it's when you ask these girls that question. And Kyle, you could probably agree, because we've interviewed a several of these, and they actually share stories. They're very opinionated about who they are and who they aren't are they yeah they very much are and they will tell you right quick that they are a troop member of a scouts bsa troop immediately that's right tell you that so so the girls that are in scouting or in boy scouts do not claim to be in boy scouts they claim to be scouts bsa which is what we call our our troop level Units yeah, now. so we're so we're organizationally the Boy Scouts of America, right? Nationwide, worldwide program, mm-hmm. and then inside of that, you've got Cub Scouts, and you've got Scouts BSA, you've got exploring, you got venturing. There's several different uh, programs within that, and so they're a member of that middle and high school program, well, which is Scouts BSA. You know, we are in an ever changing world with society, and obviously, girls did not come into Boy Scouts until how recent? 2019 was the first year they could be in Scouts BSA. 2018 was the first year of Cub Scouts. Mm -hmm. So just within the last almost four years total. Do you think that looking in the Jared Pickens crystal ball, do you ever think that there's a possibility that the word boy would be taken off the name of the organization? since it's no longer just boys i don't think so and here's why you know the boy scouts of america has been around for over 100 years now and uh it's kind of like the ymca right i mean the young men's christian association is mm-hmm. that is that correct i think so and they're and they're still the ymca but anybody can be in the ymca um, i think it's the same thing I mean, if you have a storied brand people want to be a part of that existing program what they don't want is for you to change who you are they just want to be part and have part of that good stuff that that you're offering, and that's what we see with the young ladies. What about if you were called boy, boy and Girl Scouts of America? Is that a possibility? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think the Girl Scouts would be uh, they you know, might really get a little mad. offended. Yeah, but they're the United States. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. You know, you've got the reason that we're two separate organizations is that there are two separate missions for the national organizations, and and I couldn't tell you what the uh, verbatim what the Girl Scouts of the United States. Um, mission is but i can tell you um in common terms is that they are very focused on female empowerment on uh, modern feminism on uh, inspiring female leaders that is that is a very specific thing for them and they do a really good job at that and we're very proud to have them and partner with them locally and in our communities however for the boy scouts uh, the mission 
is to create in young people the opportunity to learn how to be a good citizen, to, to make good ethical and moral decisions over the course of their lifetime. So they're different missions, and that's why we're different nonprofits. Gotcha. That's a great question, though. Yeah, I was just curious because... Um, he hit you with that hard stuff you right know, up it, front, it's I feel not like. only, It's not Ready. only just boys anymore. And uh, so, I, you know, times have changed, and I didn't know if there was a possibility of a, a name change down the road in your crystal ball. I know you don't control that, but just curious of your opinion. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, that's, uh, it is what it is. Very it's my well opinion, answered. for sure. And uh, I'll tell you, I am excited. You know, when I started working for the Boy Scouts uh, about 10 years ago, and you go into a classroom of kids and I get to say, you know, who wants to go camping and fishing and hiking and do fun stuff with your parents, your friends, your family, your grandparents, go see a waterfall, catch a fish. Who wants to do those things? The whole class cheered and raised their hand. And then I passed out the flyers and the girls wondered why they didn't get one. And uh, a lot of times they would ask me, they'd say, you know, Mr. Jared, why did, why did I get a flyer? I'd say, well, you know, um, Boy Scouts is for boys. And they said, well, then what are we going to do? And I would have to say, I don't know. And now I can say, you can come too. You can come with your brother. You can come with your dad. You can be a part of it. And uh, that is that is a really unique opportunity now. And you see it, I think, Cub Master Kyle. Yes. You know, Cub Master, you know, you're leading a pack. You have boys... Uh, that are in boy dens and girls that are in girl dens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have uh, several girls in our family pack, um, and it, it's good to be able to see them, you know, learning together and you know going on camping trips and just. I think it's awesome, and I am a firm believer in the Boy Scouts of America's mission and uh, what we teach and what I learned as a kid myself, and I'm glad that that uh, opportunity is open for all now. Yeah. Maybe uh, someday it's just called Scouts of America. <laughs> Man, Sean, Sean <laughs> really all was, about this. I think, I think we need to ask Sean, say, Sean, if you were going to invent a youth program nowadays, what would it be called, and what would well, they do? Well, you, you know, just, just think about it, guys. We live in a different world now, and we hear all this stuff that's, you know, going on about equal rights and all that sort of thing, and uh, just just curious. So here's an interesting tidbit, um, and this is why I believe the Girl Scouts needs to stay there and, and to continue to be their own organization. What I've heard recently, and I don't know if this is the correct statistic anymore or not because of the pandemic, but prior to the pandemic, only around 10% to 12% of all young people, all youth, all children in America, 10 to 12 percent were in any program that was not school or sports. We're talking FFA, 4-H, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, YMCA, Boys and Girls Club. The list goes on and on. Big Brothers, Big Sisters, great organizations, right? Mm -hmm. 10 to 12 percent of all kids are in that. So there is 88 to 90 percent of all young people never get involved with an organization where they can learn about what it's like to truly be a good citizen or hopefully what chip will talk about in just a little while i, I think uh, our, our guest today chip chapman has a great story a personal story about uh, what scouting has done for him and things that he learned about the scout oath and scout law mm -hmm. about how it it probably helped him to learn how to work with the team in news that he does and you know 88 to 90 percent of kids don't get that opportunity and that's with as many organizations that are out there and so uh, i know kyle we work locally and have talked numerous times about how do we continue to partner with as many local organizations as possible to help them mm -hmm. and to help grow because at the end of the, at the end of the day we're in the make america better than it ever has been uh game and and so are all the other nonprofits. So there are friends out there to make that happen. Yes, and scouts do that very well. So uh, thank you for uh, giving me an education because uh, I've always wondered about that. So I've got I've got some other uh, I've got some notes today. No, I've got some notes. You guys want some notes? Yeah, we have some brag points. You're about to change but, your reputation. We're not used to how you have notes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a joke? Or oh, yeah, that was okay. Just a joke. <laughs> So, um, 
Yeah, and we're gonna have to actually have fun at some point in a minute for this opening because we come, we come I, right at it. John's got, like, oh, hey, important. All questions. I got to do is say I, something about your wife, and we'll be. I, oh, I, I got, go. I got there Jared with his uh, super serious game face. Yeah, there for <laughs> you got him hard up fast. <laughs> you did. And I'm worn out. Uh, okay, all right, so let's go to fun. Then. Okay, so some fun stuff. So we just had our friends of scouting luncheon just. Uh, was it last week or the week before? Man, a few weeks ago. Oh my goodness! It seems just like yesterday. We had it, and uh, had about 350, 400 people um, together to hear a terrific speaker and to support um, strong local scouting. And so I did a bit of research um, Mm -hmm. because they wanted me to say something, and I was like, "What am I going to say this thing?" Um, Because many of the people attending are are people that are strong supporters of scouting already, and they're getting our donor updates. And so I started to think, well. You know, we give statistics on how we do every year, but what we haven't done is we haven't given any statistics on how have we done locally through the pandemic, right? So from March of 2020 until, you know, through the middle of, of 2021, right? Mm-hmm. About that 18 month period or so. And so I boiled down and I, I searched and uh, I got my bean counter out, my abacus, Kyle, and I, I was counting all the numbers and smoke <laughs> was pouring in my ears. And here's what I, here's what I found out. So... 4,800 total people have attended in-person council and district activities. Mm -hmm. And that does not count thousands and thousands more that attend weekly troop and PAC meetings like yours, Mr. Kyle, right? So that's not even counted. 4,800. 99% of all of our PACs and troops and registered units are continuing to meet interactive right now. And I actually heard another statistic from our council commissioner, Zach McCarty, shameless plug for Zach, um, just recently that I think it's high 80s, high 80s. I think it was 87, 88% of all of our packs and troops are actually exclusively meeting in person again. And they're doing so safely and masked and and all that with the pandemic. So that's great. Uh, 5,100 meals were provided to the Chattanooga Area Food Bank through the Scouting for Food Drive. And that was really significant. It was our first time doing that um, back in the spring of this year. And it was really cool because... Um, it was a way for kids to help other kids because that food went to specifically help the school backpack program for kids over the summer. On Memorial Day, 58,500 graves of veterans were decorated. 58,500 graves decorated. Kyle, you're just looking. Wow. You're just, you're just stunned. I think it's there. incredible. Are, are you, you were there. You were the, there yeah. for part of it. Are mm-hmm. the Boy Scouts going to participate in the wreaths across America? We do have scouts yeah. that participate in that every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is going to be coming up in December. Yeah, another terrific program. And so glad that we were able to be back at the uh, Veterans Cemetery uh, this year after uh, the feds told us we couldn't in 2020. You know, that just reminds me, we are going to have to get Mickey McCamish in sometime as a guest here on uh, Scout on Chattanooga. You, both of you know Mickey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very well. Uh, Kyle, I knew, knows Mickey. Mickey is the... Uh, retired veteran in the high up officer in the Navy when he served our country and he's the one that heads that up out at the National Cemetery. Oh, awesome. Uh, if it wasn't for, wasn't for Mickey, I don't know if it would even be close to as successful as it has been. So, uh, absolutely. Let's get we, him on. We definitely need to uh, visit with. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, we also had our first female Eagle Scout, and there's several more right behind her, including the one you just mentioned that is from Hamilton County um, up on Signal Mountain. Terrific project. We had uh, 1,200 scouts and leaders attend Skymont Scout Reservation in the summer. And a little known fact is that in addition to activities like swimming, shooting sports, outdoor skills, et cetera, we have several workforce development related activities at camp and, and come Mr. Kyle got to see some of those firsthand. We have a great welding program and blacksmithing just to name a few. Oh man, are, those were awesome. Did you like that? Yeah, I love those. Yeah. I think it was Jason was his name that was Yeah, teaching. right. Yeah, he was super awesome. Just a nice guy. It's a little warm though. It's a little warm in yeah, the summer to it, do it was that. A, it was very warm to be doing that. But I'm like, man, I, I really that would have been awesome to do mm-hmm. if I, you know, when I was a kid. And my my last point, but I think are most significant, and this just this just boggles my mind. Okay, is that from March of 2020 until July of 2021, there were 90 Eagle Scout projects conducted. And those projects alone resulted in 20,000 hours of community service. 
wow. for our community. 20,000 hours. That's, that's just incredible. the Eagle Scout project. That's not all the other stuff I talked about. That's not individual troop and pack projects like Kyle, I know your group does uh, several things throughout Ringgold and for your mm-hmm. town. It doesn't even count that. That's just Eagle Scout projects, youth-led, youth-organized, youth-implemented, um, using volunteers in the community. So 20,000 hours of community service. So I just thought it'd be kind of neat since I brought these up recently to some of our strong supporters to just let that air out there and for us to be proud about some of the amazing things that scouts are doing. You know, when a lot of other programs uh, weren't able to continue, our scouting leaders buckled down and they made sure that they were going to implement a strong program of leadership, citizenship, character development with the Boy Scouts of America. And thank you, Cubmaster Kyle and all those leaders out there that are making that happen. Back to you, Sean. Very well done, CEO Jared Pickens. <laughs> now, why you got to why you do me like that? Because <laughs> you just throw it, the title it all <laughs> starts with leader, the leader, the leadership. Without a outstanding leader, all this doesn't fall into play. And it's a trickle-down effect to uh, guys like Cubmaster Kyle and other leaders in the uh, Cherokee Area Council. So uh, very well done. Well, that's kind of you to say, but I will correct you, sir. And I will say... It's really no. This is my studio. You can't correct me. <laughs> <laughs> it's trickle. It's trickle up, man. It's trickle up. You know, when I get out there and I see what these units, I've are never doing, seen water trickle me. up. You know, water trickles down. This is a Boy Scouts of America. Everything. We, no, seriously. We do it different. Those volunteers, it's like a fountain, they, huh? They're inspiring. I mean, you see what they're doing. You see these pictures and. I mean, it's, it really is just inspiring what, what you guys are doing out there, Kyle. So that's what gets me up every day. Man, it, it's so much fun. I it, And I will accept your, you know, thank you to all of the volunteers out there because we have, what, 800 volunteers out there going strong every single week, meeting with these kids, just being passionate about teaching them, you know, civic duty, which is hard to find these days, in my opinion. So I applaud each and every one of them as well. How about them Vols? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Go dogs. See, I've been I've been waiting on this moment. I'm like, when can I shock? Go, uh, guess guess who guess who's number one right now? That's all. And we deservedly say. so. Yeah, Georgia looks we absolutely incredible. And I hope to to you know all the things up in the in the heavens. I hope that uh, you guys can uh, give Alabama their third loss. Dethrone. Their right. third loss. Because right. Tennessee's going to beat them in two weeks. Kyle, we, we heard we, we, we heard from CEO Jared Pickens in his notes. Now, you got to top that. Have you got some notes? Uh, we really enjoy selling moon pies. <laughs> He's back to the moon pies. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's like that's give us a cup master report that's one of my big things right now is moon pies moon pies moon pies and as we're wrapping up our fall moon pie sale now as this podcast is coming out i just sit back and look at how hard these kids are earning their way because in scouts it's all about earning their way so i'm just incredibly proud and i mean i'm seeing it firsthand with my cub scouts just how hard they're out there grinding trying to sell these moon pies and they're doing an incredible job and that's what that's what keeps the doors open to each one of our individual units i mean fundraising you can't give out awards you can't carry on a program without fundraising and these kids are out there and they're making it happen how much longer does this uh, sale go on as of this podcast, it will just be closing. Okay. Yeah. So um, I did buy moon pies just recently, Kyle, from someone out in East Ridge, Ace Hardware, Elders Ace Hardware. Shout out to uh, Elders Ace Hardware for being a great partner for this, giving mm-hmm. us show and sell locations for our scouts to go. I, of course, it was a Saturday. I needed to buy something at my local Elders Ace Hardware. Yeah. Visited East Ridge location right under the Missionary Scouts Ridge out there selling. Scouts out there selling. It and was. It was amy barrett oh amy barrett okay uh-huh. and i had my mask on because i was going in the store and everything and, and i don't think she recognized me for a minute and so i walk up she wasn't used to you being somewhere where you'd have to do it yourself kind of project <laughs> <laughs> ouch man that's a burp i thought you were going to say she's not used to seeing me uh, without a shirt and tie on <laughs> well that too uh, yeah but, but you uh, know I, hey i'm i'm right there with you uh i, I can buy some weed killer or have a key made at elders ace hardware but usually i'm in there buying stuff for people to do it for me <laughs> <laughs> no i was actually doing it I, he was I actually doing that. it himself so oh, yeah okay. absolutely so i walk up and uh and i could tell there was some scouts by the door and i'm always interested to see you know when you interact with these scouts okay are they gonna you know how are they gonna get me to sell 
right? Boy Scout selling lunch pies, Girl Scout selling Girl Scout cookies. Either way, I'm always interested in like, are they going to ask me if I should buy moon pies? So I kind of mm-hmm. walk up slow and give them the opportunity. And, and here comes this kid, and he's a, he's a Cub Scout. I think an older Cub Scout. Yeah. And uh, he goes, he just goes, he takes his arm and he holds him out to the left and he sweeps him to the right and he goes, moon pies. <laughs> I said, okay. He goes, you need some. And I said, okay, why? And he goes, and he looks at me with this confused look. He goes, because they're awesome. <laughs> and so I just, so I walked over and I, I bought some moon pies and Sean I must admit, I wish I had gotten a different flavor because I, I had the mint chocolate, which I know everybody's raving about, mm-hmm. but um, I prefer the vanilla. Mm. Prefer the vanilla really? or the or the standard. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's nostalgia. Chocolate has definitely been our number one seller, but mint chocolate is a very, very close second. I think right it's because the, the graham cracker or, or whatever that is in the middle, you know, it's like... Yeah, that's the chocolate part in the mint chocolate. But in mm-hmm. the normal one, it's like the graham cracker. That's graham cracker. I kind of like there. that graham, that s'mores, original s'mores flavor mm-hmm. is uh, is is what I've grown accustomed to. I got you. Last question before we head to a break. Has the ovens been going overtime at Chattanooga Bakery because the moon pie sales have been such a huge success? They uh, incredibly, most certainly have in fact we have already passed our 2020 numbers which obviously we were knee deep in a pandemic then with our you know our former fall fundraisers and um we are very very close to um surpassing other years past as well so good news a million moon pies a day tory johnson Mm -hmm. he didn't he the one that told us that we had him on as a guest uh, Cub Master Kyle had him yep. on uh, as a what do we call our interim episodes, Kyle? The extras, the, the extras, the Scout on Chattanooga extra. Yeah. Uh, extras. Oh yeah, I heard that one. And a million moon pies a day come out of this factory. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> a million, mm-hmm. a million in a day. That's a lot of sugar. Man, we really like moon pies, don't we, Kyle? I love moon pies. That's kind of a Sean, Sean's I, just like. Can we please move on from the moon I pies? Noticed, Jared, I noticed you been. Don't say it. Don't say it. Oh, okay. I won't say anything. You t- you gonna say I'm a little pudgy? <laughs> yeah, I look a little like a little. Look a little I was just gonna pie. say you you look uh, you look healthy today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, look, look flush, huh? Look flush. I've been working out. I've been lifting this. That's moon, what it is. I've been lifting this moon pie. You've been lifting mouth. those cases of moon pies off a pallet. That's what it is. <laughs> That's a good way to turn it. That's hey, so I did, I did uh, quick math, and this is not 100 percent accurate, but individual moon pies okay it looks like we've sold over a hundred and fifty thousand individual moon pies that's a lot yeah it's not quite a million no we gotta work we gotta work on that <laughs> yeah yeah we'll just, get there. just a little bit off right now <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, well we have uh, got another outstanding uh podcast today we've got a special guest all of our guests are special but this one is uh, for sure chip chapman with news 12 is our guest today chip has a interesting career because uh he's got a radio and television career yeah he actually worked at us 101 um for a for a spell as well you're right about yeah. that i forgot about mm-hmm. that matter of fact there is a uh uh, back when us 101 did the baseball cards yep. back in the early late 80s early 90s mm-hmm. i remember seeing one with chip's face on it so that's going back some years and uh, of course chip uh, does mornings on news 12 and also uh, brings us the weather and uh, we will chat with him and uh, get a little bit about uh, his career as well as his past in scouting. I understand that uh, he was involved in Boy Scouts, and we'll find out exactly what that was all about. So we uh, will get into that here just after the break. Time for a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. There are lots of ways to be a kid. My way is to take a road that's not easy. So it's a good thing I'm an adventurer. That's why I'm going to be a Cub Scout, because scouting will guide me to really big things. It will teach me to navigate the woods with confidence and to navigate the world with confidence too. Scouting will show me a kid who is brave, trustworthy, loyal, and kind. A kid who is always prepared. A kid who is me. 
So scout me in. For more than 100 years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Area, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Woodfill along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Gentlemen, we've got a, another great guest scheduled here with us today in the studio and looking forward to this conversation. And I think both of you have been a guest on a program that he hosts, or one of many that he hosts. Yeah, we were on a few weeks ago. That was mighty fun, talking moon pies with this legend that's in the studio with us today. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys have been on a moon pie tour, no question about that. It is my pleasure to uh, welcome Chip Chapman and from uh, News 12. Hello, Chip. Hey, good to see you guys. Actually, all live here broadcasting from the same location. Yeah. It's a beautiful it's, thing. It's, it's a wonderful <laughs> thing these days. Yeah, Chip, thank you for joining us. And uh, you have got, an, I think, an interesting career because you've spent many years in television, but you also have a background in radio. Correct. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, to sum it up, I had the opportunity to get into radio when I was still in college, and I thought, nah, I don't want to do that. That might be a little fun. And then I went, <laughs> found out how much fun it really could be. Uh-huh. And after um, losing several arguments with my parents, I decided I was going to take five years off from college, do radio, have fun, meet people, party, and then go back and be the savior of special education, which is my college major. That's been a long time ago, and I haven't gone back to uh, special education since. I still love it, but um, the opportunity presented itself, and I thought, wow, this could be um, this could be a gift. It could be a temporary thing, and mm-hmm. um, wow, it turned out to be um, turned out to be a way of life. Yeah, it really did. A lot of people can joke about radio, this and disc jockeys that, because there was. Um, Kyle, would you say some incorrect, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some incorrect perceptions of radio people yeah. back a long time ago. Yeah, that's very true. And, um, you know, I just, I loved it. I was fascinated by every aspect of it. Yeah. Not just being behind the microphone, but I wanted to know what made my voice or Jared's voice or Sean's voice or Kyle's voice go from this microphone thing down through a cable out here and then you can hear it a hundred miles away. I mm-hmm. was just, I was intrigued. Yeah. Still am. Yeah. Well, I wanted to uh, get that radio part out of the way because, you know, that's a passion that I have and Kyle has. Sure. We're uh, about to make Jared a radio guy through this uh, podcast. Uh, he, he's got a little more practice to go, but he's doing well. <laughs> but uh, for folks that uh, are familiar with the Chip Chapman that uh, we are, you uh, do morning television mm-hmm. on News 12. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your career, please. I um, I guess segued from radio into television uh, purely by luck. Whether it was good luck or bad luck, it was luck nonetheless. We had, at the time, uh, WDEF television in the downstairs part of the building and DEF radio upstairs where I was working. And they approached me from downstairs and said, hey, we have this. Is this something you'd like to be considered for or are you even interested in it? And I went, sure. And try what, it. what year and would was, this have been? Wow, Sean, you're putting me on the spot now. Uh, How many decades? Probably ago? before. <laughs> wow. Probably before either He's of these guys was business. born. And by legend, that's just another word for old. Uh, probably 1988. Okay. Maybe. Um, yeah, 88, 89. Oh, I was born then. <laughs> right. And how old were you then? 
three. Well, there you go. I'd been out, <laughs> I'd been out of high school for about three years. <laughs> so you and I are closer in age, yeah. Sean, than, than... Yeah, I'm 53. 53. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was 53 once. <laughs> but anyway, to, to get uh, back more to your point, the, the opportunity went uh, pretty quickly to start doing this full-time. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough then to where I got to work partially on the air and then partially behind the scenes, running audio, doing commercials, doing this, that, and the other. And everything just kind of flowed together and fell together, and I was hooked. I was taken, hook, line, and sinker. And I'm still, as I told you before we came on the air, I'm still a huge studio geek i love coming in here and and looking at the beautiful setup you have got here um it, it's so clean it's contemporary yet user friendly mm-hmm. does that, that make sense to you guys yeah it is. yeah sure it's what you need it's a it's more than what you need and, and it, that was sort of the goal that i yeah. had in mind when i created this studio so what led you to create something like this uh well there was several things i i started uh, my radio's world uh, a little over 20 years ago it was 20 years ago in february and it is uh, all with audacity chattanooga is where all of my shows are and right i found that uh, oftentimes it was difficult uh, scheduling studio time and uh I just decided that, uh, you know, as many radio shows as I had going and was uh, looking at getting into the podcast world, that I needed to create something that I had total control over. And it's the old thing, you know, when when you're at your own house, you can do what you want to do. But when you're a guest in someone else's house, right, you got to go by their rules. And uh, so with creating something in my own house, so to speak, uh, just made the most sense. And so I decided to make the investment, and the only regret I have, and there is only one, that I didn't do it many years before I did it. Hmm. And uh, then uh, with the help of, of uh, Cubmaster Kyle helping me uh, sort of create this thing too, because without him, uh, this would have been a probably a big wire mess <laughs> trying to figure out where all these cables and wires and everything go. When I came in here, he just had a big roll of duct tape sitting on there, and he said, that should do you. <laughs> well, you know, enough duct tape and Velcro, and a guy can pretty much conquer the world. That's true. I mean, it, but you've done a, a – this is a beautiful studio. It is. I've been well, in professional – 24 7 radio stations that are not as nice as this one i mean it's yeah and we i'm have, hooked we have the ability to do just about anything when it comes to uh, audio recording uh, you know we're on two different radio stations rock 105 and 98 one the lake and so uh, it's it's been fun to yeah enjoy what we've created but as nice as the studio is you can only polish the Whitfield so much so it's still <laughs> the product that comes out of here it is mm. is that sort of like the scene you can only polish a turd yeah so so much here yeah. well th- th- this turd's polished pretty well <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not so, gonna get into the turd or whatever <laughs> thing, but uh, this is uh, th- this is great and, the, and some of the stuff i've heard that originated from this room is better than stuff i have heard that originated from 24 7 radio stations conventional terrestrial types you you really feel good when you have a guest like mayor kelly that comes in he's visited many radio studios across the city and he told me this was back during the election he says you know sean this is one of the nicest radio studios that i've been in yeah and he says you know i've been to quite a few so when you get compliments like that, it makes you feel good, and I appreciate those uh, those comments. Uh, Chip, you uh, are also known as the weather guy. Mm-hmm. How did weather get started for you? How did that come into your career? <laughs> I was I was always infatuated with weather, and when I was growing up, um, usually usually dinner would start at six. And by 6.15, when the weather came on and John Gray was doing the weather, you better be quiet because there wasn't a remote control. Well, I I was the remote control. Mm-hmm. But there was no DVR. You couldn't rewind it, stop it, watch it again. And, and back then, television and, and radio were both consumed or used a whole lot differently. Um, my dad was a diehard John Gray fan, and I turned into one and 
through a long series of events involving St. Jude Hospital, I got to go to all of the TV stations in town when I was eight, nine, ten years old. And talking about being infatuated, it's like, wow, look at them. Dad, do they get paid for this? (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, they do. And got to meet some of the um, folks who were yeah, I could rattle off names. You might not know them, but there was John Gray, of course. Um, there was Don Wick. I don't know if you remember Don Wick that worked at Channel 3. Mm-hmm. Great big guy. Yeah. As nice as he could be. and At least he was to me. And um, it, you know, if something, whether it's a, a set of circumstances or an opportunity or whatever you want to call it keeps knocking at your proverbial door long enough you're going to answer it just to see what it is and that's kind of what happened to me and how i got into it um so you never set out in your career to be doing weather on television then did you once i started doing television that's where i had my eyes focused on yeah okay yeah um i don't know enough about sports to to do it I really don't. I mean, I could, I could handle it for ninety seconds or two minutes at a pop. But there are guys, and and I think you're one of you're one of them. But there's a lot of people who could start talking sports and go nonstop for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not one of those people. Yeah. Earlier in my career, I did um, news, um, did the, and I mean the hardcore news that nobody wants to hear. I did that, and I figured out that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know people in the news business who, if it bleeds, it leads, and they get a, I don't want to say a thrill, but they get a, a, they enjoy bringing stuff that most of us don't want to hear to the public, and that that wasn't me. Yeah. So about weather and cooking and human interest stories were the only thing that was left. Mm-hmm. You know, and moon pies. And, and moon pies, of course. <laughs> and moon pies. Uh, so, you know, I, I, got, I was, I was fortunate, fortunate enough, Sean, to answer your question. Um, I got to do a little bit of it all and wound up doing what I like best and what I've been told that I have a better aptitude or gift for or skill set for, and that's, you know, doing the weather. The lighthearted more human interest featurey story kind of stuff. I wouldn't have had the opportunity to interview Cubmaster Kyle talking about moon pies or Jared the other day if I was doing another particular role. So um, not only do I get to do what I really enjoy doing, I get to meet great people and I've developed lifelong friendships along the way. Yeah. Very so the blessed. real, very blessed. So the real question though is we did deliver a substantial amount of moon pies to your studio. <laughs> and we, we left them with a very kind woman there. And we just want to know, did she give you any? Jared, let me tell you like this. When it comes to food at a radio or TV station, mm-hmm. you ain't got no friends and nobody's nice. No. I mean, <laughs> food can disappear miraculously around uh, a broadcast environment. And if like- you're the person that announces it over the intercom system that there's food in the radio station or yeah. in the TV station, you're in trouble because you're supposed to tell your, your best your, friends in the station right. first. Or your supervisor. Yeah, let them have dibs. You know, you, you've heard the saying, nature abhors a vacuum. That, that that's kind of a very similar parallel to um, to food in a broadcast environment. I notice there's no moon pies in here, no you know hot dogs, no barbecue, nothing like that. No, hey, just we, a we, fitness. We we've thing. got uh, <laughs> we've got Dasani water over here. If you like a bottle, I've got some I've got some coconut water right here. But I but I do think it's you. funny. The only fitness that I do is fitness pizza in my mouth. So. <laughs> I'm going to steal that line. Cubmaster Kyle is the role model for fitness. Uh, you think I'm kidding. I'm going to steal that line. I'm writing it down. So Jared and Kyle was a guest on your show at News 12 recently. Right. And I understand that uh, sales went up right after that. Is that true? You know, Moon Pies have been doing incredibly well thanks to um, – to the media, 12. yeah, to to in US one hundred and one. I have to say US one hundred and one sure. too. Um, but it, it, and we have the media to thank for a lot of that, and then our kids getting out and just trying their hearts out 
um, to sell these moon pies, and it, it, it's going great so far. And we have Good. people like Chip Chapman to thank for that. But we learned something new about Chip that I did not know about you, and I've known you for many, many years. Uh-oh. This moon pie conversation was not your first run-in with Boy Scouts. You were actually no. a scout yourself. Is that correct? Many years. Many years. So when did you get started, and, and what was some of your favorite things to do in scouting, you think? Wow. Um I got started, uh, what's the average age of Cub Scouts Probably with the blue uniforms? Seven or eight. Yeah, seven was or eight Probably, I was trying to, I, I'm not good at telling you what age I was at when a certain event happened. I, I kind of uh, equalized that with what grade I was in. Mm-hmm. And I think I was in second or third grade when I started in Cub Scouts and um, did that for however long it took until I was no longer a Cub Scout, but a Boy Scout. And I had um, had a lot of fun in Scouts. I really, really did. And I think we'll all agree, even though, Jared, your career was not so much in communications, but working, let me, I'm gonna flip this into the form of a question. Don't you think that being involved in Scouting has helped you professionally in what you do now? Oh, I, I mean, I will preach that to the high heavens. Between my parents and the Boy Scouts of America, it's truly made me mm-hmm. who I am today. Sure, sure. I think at the end of the day, we're all in the people business. You could be in the oil business, the broadcasting business, the trucking business, the insurance business, but mm-hmm. we're all really in the people business. And I think it's very, very accurate to say, at least in my case, that being in scouting, first Cub Scouts, but more into Boy Scouts, you really learn the importance of teamwork. And everybody's on somebody's team. Mm -hmm. Everybody. And um, I learned invaluable lessons in scouting. Um, Mm -hmm. How to play well with others, which is something you have to learn as you go through the workforce. And I think scouting is certainly a very, um, very key way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, You You learn how to play and maybe more importantly, from time to time, you learn how not to play with others. So you seem like somebody who enjoyed earning uh, badges and awards. You're, you're not at all a competitive person, not at all focused on achievement. I can tell that, right? <laughs> uh, but do you happen to remember one or two things that you earned, maybe a badge or, or a, a rank in Boy Scouts that really stand out to you? Can you, can you reflect on that? I got up to life and, and then these other elements started creeping into my life like cars and girls and in in retrospect i wish my parents had taken away the car keys or <laughs> done anything i'm serious until i had achieved the rank of eagle or was well on the way to it i have several friends that are eagle scouts and you know one of them in particular does very very well financially they don't live here in in this immediate area but and i, I was thinking to say he's I, looking at me but it's not me just so y'all know and when i say extremely well financially i mean in between rich and wealthy leaning towards wealthy well and he was an eagle scout and i've always looked up to him long before he got to that stage in life where mm-hmm. he was borderline wealthy i mean he had the guts the grit, the determination, and what it took to become an Eagle Scout. And let's face it, most guys don't. Mm-hmm. Did you have it? Did you did you become an Eagle? I did, yeah. My, had a baby. My hat, uh, <laughs> he, he does I'm off to you. And you were an Eagle? Nope. Were you, you were, oh, that's right, you nope. were not in. Sean, were you in? I was ever, uh, second grade Cub Scouts, and that's as far as it went for me. And then sports. you discovered sports. And well, sports is what uh, distracted cars. me. Yeah. yeah, number seventy six Pinewood Derby car. <laughs> number seventy six yeah. Pinewood. Yeah. That's, that's I, Sean's. I, I learned how to tie knots, and I did my first Pinewood Derby, and that's all I can remember about scouting. Is there any knots that you remember, Sean, that you can still tie? Uh, you know, probably not too many. Do you think you can tie a dragon bowline? And we'll be right back after this. <laughs> uh, no. What was that merit badge with not tying? It wasn't orienteering. That was right? probably pioneering. You can do a lot of not tying and pioneering. 
Yeah, I was lousy at that. <laughs> I was lousy at that. Did you ever take a communications merit badge? Was there was there something that you know interested you I, through your scouting experience? I don't or? think they had it when I was in scouts. Um, in fact, I started to look at the list of merit badges that are available now and check off the ones that I know for a fact were not there when I came along. Um, gosh, I would have to look. I'd have to look at a list to tell you, but mm -hmm. there's hundreds now. Cub Master, yeah. can't you pull one of those up? You don't. Oh, oh there's like a hundred and fifty something merit badges now. I think so. Really? Yeah. And, and I'm sure Cub Master Kyle has probably got fifty or sixty of those patches. No, no, I was the bare minimum guy. <laughs> what are you? Twenty one? Twenty one? Yeah, I think it's twenty one. That's eleven or twelve required. Mm -hmm. Something like that. To get you to... To Eagle. There's certain ones that are definitely required now. Right. And then there's electives, and you have to have so many electives that you don't have to take particular merit badges. You just have to have a certain accumulative number of. It was, um, like I said, it was, a, it was a fun part of my life. And at that time, I needed a little fun for... Um, I needed a little fun and something else to sink my teeth into for reasons we'll discuss off the air. But, um, yeah, I think um, I know Sean remembers a time when military service in this country was mandatory. You had to do, what was it, two years? You had mm -hmm. to, unless there was a valid medical or, or whatever reason. And there are countries now where you still have to do that. Yeah. I think every young man that i know of would certainly be better off by doing two years in boy scouts yeah. i mean you learn a lot about like i said teamwork how to interact well with others and maybe more importantly you learn a whole lot about yourself chip we uh kyle and i recently interviewed a female boy scout and we're very mm -hmm. surprised because she was just kind of casually talking about uh, a trek trip in new mexico over this last summer and she was talking about how, you know, here, here are some of my greatest challenges. And we said, well, you know, share what your, your, your biggest challenge or realization was. And she says, well, um, when we realized that we hiked about double what we were supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I think Kyle wow. and Kyle goes, oh, really? What'd you hike? And she goes, well, uh, the trek was supposed to be 55 miles. And, and me, and, me and Kyle both like, just wait, hold on. What? You, you hiked 110 miles? She goes, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it felt pretty good, you know. And we're like, holy moly. Like, that's a lot, wow. Kyle. And, and both it of is. our faces were just astounded. So it's amazing um, for some of these kids. I mean, I didn't get to hike 110 miles when I was, how old is she, Kyle, 14? Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah she was only 14 years old. But that was only because you couldn't. That's true. I didn't get the well. How, how long? I probably you're probably right. I probably couldn't. I probably couldn't. Have. How long did it take her to do 110 uh, miles? I think it was 12 days. It was a 12 day trek. I believe so. Yeah, it was more. Is either wow. 10 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty incredible. She drives mm. and she drives from Dunlap to Saudi. Chip. I. I yes. Yeah. That's I'm, what she does. Uh, to go to scouts. Well, that's good for her. Good for her. And I'm glad she has the family support system that not just permits that, but encourages that. Mm -hmm. What we need to do is we need to bring some scouts to Channel 12 and run through a, a segment. What will we call it? Are you better than a Cub Scout? We could do that. What do you think, Ooh, Kyle? Yeah. Are you... Hmm. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? You could take that same sort of concept and build <laughs> yeah. on it. Do it with scouts. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that would be. I don't know if people would do that though. Why? Risk oh, of risk something. of embarrassment. Well, Not the scouts. The scouts oh, would be happy to. Yeah, I could always get my Cub Scout that said <laughs> we were going to sell three hundred thousand moon pies. Yeah. <laughs> How many have you done so far? You got a rough ballpark? Uh, well, I did the math. And for individual moon pies for my pack, for pack 3177 and Ringgold, mm -hmm. we've sold almost 6,000 individual moon pies. Wow. So, and that attributes to, um, it's like 400 something boxes, something like that. I don't know. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. That, that's yeah, yeah, one of the things that we sold when, this was Boy Scouts, it wasn't Cub Scouts. I don't. I don't think they let us sell anything in Cub Scouts. 
but Boy Scouts, one of the things that we sold was, don't laugh, fertilizer. You had fertilizer for roses. You had mm-hmm. uh, various kinds of fertilizer. You had uh, pine bark. You had peat moss. There were several different things that came in the big bags. Mm-hmm. And a few of us gathered several years ago, and we were talking about the good old days of scouting and how we had to do all that. And I was going to outsell anybody when it came to that fertilizer. Thankfully, where I lived, everybody was into their gardens and, and needed fertilizer. And they needed either fertilizer, grass seed, or mulch. I yeah. believe there's a unit that still sells mulch, and I think for an extra fee, they'll even come and place it out for you every year. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> it, it, we were, we were looking back and thinking about that, and somebody let out a big long sigh, and they said, "You know why they did that, right? Why we sold that, those big bags?" And no, why? And we raised a lot of money. It was stuff that they bought in bulk. You could buy it pretty inexpensively, sell it at a really good profit. And then when you were either taking it off the truck or delivering it to the customer, you were you were moving that bag again. So it wore our tails mm-hmm. out. <laughs> well, and hey, we you were earned less, your way. We were less of a less of a headache for, you know, the various scoutmasters. Got us into shape, got us some exercise, got us a little bit of money. It was pretty smart, actually. You know? Chip, it is uh, about time for us to come to a close. But no, no, no. I'm just getting started. You're just getting here. started. <laughs> just getting started. Well, See, I'll I've tell you notes. what. You can hang around for the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did want to thank you guys for having me. You're and, welcome. Uh, and I mean is this. there anything about your career that you would like to share with us real quick before we uh, have to wrap it up that Let's, maybe uh, we I'd like, missed? I'd like, to, I'd like to come back again. I really would. Sure. And okay. we'll talk more about scouting. But I, uh, I printed out the... Um, scout oath and the scout law and when Cubmaster kyle and jared and i were having breakfast or maybe the other day it was before we went on the air when you were with us at the mm-hmm. tv station i mean i remembered immediately trustworthy loyal helpful friendly courteous kind obedient cheerful thrifty brave clean and reverent i remembered that i did not remember the scouting oath and i looked it up after you left Mm-hmm. And today I printed this out coming uh, on the way here. And I'll, this is something that you ought to read every day. Boys, girls, men, women, youngsters, oldsters. There's something in here that we could all improve upon in our day-to-day life, whether it's being helpful, courteous, cheerful, whatever. There's something in here that um, certainly would help all of us if we just did a little extra teaspoon or two every day. That's very true. It would help, and it will help. And thanks to you guys, I'm going to start doing that every day beginning today. All right, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us here uh, in our final moments together. For those that want to keep up with you on social media, how should they uh, go about that? You can go to WDEF.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Not hard to find. Not hard to find at all. And he's yeah. also a member of the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame. He, he does a lot with the uh, with the Hall of Fame. I do. So. I'm, I'm the executive producer for the Tennessee yeah. Radio Hall of Fame. I'm not actually... I have not been inducted into that. Well, you're... Like, I'm a paying member, but mm-hmm. I'm not actually in the Hall of Fame. Right, right. But you... That's what I meant. By Maybe that, we will be one of these days. Yeah. The, the way I've got it figured out, days. I'm probably going to be inductee number 598. I will say this. You will definitely make it before <laughs> me. <laughs> hey, Sean, I've got, I've got one more thing we haven't discussed, sure. but I think our listeners need to know this. And that is one of Chip's favorite hobbies has to do with something that is near and dear to my native Tennessean belly. And that is things that are smoked. Oh yeah, is that yeah. right, Chip? Oh yeah, yeah. I love, I love cooking of all sorts, but grilling and smoking especially. In fact, we'll talk about this maybe on our next segment. This past weekend, I was up for the thirty-second uh, consecutive year for the Jack Daniels World Invitational Barbecue mm-hmm. Super Bowl of Barbecue, and I've learned a lot about cooking, smoking, selecting meat. How to how to really how to, how to do it upright, and that is a passion, not just a hobby. It's a passion. Wow, you know, to smoke so, it or eat it or both. Yes, 
<laughs> without doubt all of the above well chip thank you so much for uh coming in and spending your time with us here on scout on chattanooga thank you very much it has been my honor and you guys pick the right occasion give us enough advance notice and we might whip out a barbecue and have it benefit your cub scout pack. let's do it i'm all for that'd be great. it wow. that'd be great that sounds like a big offer guys i'm all for it we can make all it happen right. i'm just trying to think about uh what would we name our every few months segment with chip what would we name that cub master kyle we've already got a cub master kyle what would be a a something with chip. Sean's showing mm-hmm. us a rap here. We probably ought to. <laughs> time, so. I, I got a producer talking in my ear. <laughs> all right, does, does that get confusing like it does with me? Because all the other voices in my head and a producer talking, they can get a little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet. All right, it's time for us to take a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout. Out on Chattanooga, the podcast. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. My name is Kathleen, and I'm a Cub Scout. I'm here to talk to you today about becoming a Cub Scout like me. Cub Scouts get badges for doing fun activities, and we make friends. Scouts go camping, climbing, fishing, and swimming together. We have fun, we play sports, and go to parades. Scouts also help people and become the best versions of themselves. Visit BeAScout.org to find a pack near you. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield, along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Outstanding conversation with uh, Chip Chapman with News 12. It was a pleasure to get to know him a little bit better, and I hope everyone out there listening uh, enjoyed it as much as we did. Highly enjoyable. Really Mm -hmm. interesting getting to know him. And I'll tell you, when we were over at at Channel 12 doing that piece for the news, me and, and Cubmaster Kyle here, um, it was really neat to see how Kyle knows everybody that's in communications <laughs> because uh, we were going to go to lunch. I don't think this story came out with when Chip was here yeah. talking to us, but um, Kyle had planned on going to breakfast with me and uh, uh, we were at the studio and Chip's like, hey, are y'all going to breakfast? And uh, Kyle's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you want to come? And he's like, yeah. And so we go out. It was great. Get to know him a little mm-hmm. bit, too. You know, everybody in the media world, and Kyle probably would agree with this, I think. I think everybody knows everybody. Yeah, everybody tends to know everybody, or if you don't know everybody, each one of us know of the other one, or sort of feel like we know them. I I know that's the way I feel about the radio Mm -hmm. and television world. You know who I met the other day? Who's that? Clint Powell. Do you know Clint Powell? Uh, I've heard of him. I met this guy, Clint, and he's a fellow Carson Newman grad. Uh-huh. And uh, it's really fascinating, you know, some of the work that he does and everything. He went and to lunch with you, right? He did, yeah. And he said, you know what? I know the you next had to time, buy No, no. Oh, he bought No, we split. Yeah, we split. Oh, I was going to say, I we know split. he didn't buy it. <laughs> well, what's interesting, though, he said, hey, you know, next time that you're on the air with Sean, you need to ask him, a really important question. Oh, man. He said a really important be question. Great. Wait, uh, let me get my <laughs> mute button uh, ready over here. <laughs> you know, because I was remarking, I said, you know, Sean, man, he's he's a fit guy. You know, Sean's a fit guy. And Clinton said, yeah, I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> and I said, are you sure? I was like, he's, he's fit, man. He goes, well, you know, you, you need to ask Sean where he got that from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 I have learned some things from Clint because uh, we've been like brothers for about 25 years. However, that wasn't one of the things I learned from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I will say this, too. I would never want to be in a fist fight with Clint <laughs> because uh, a lot of people don't know this about him. He is done some had some pretty big achievements in boxing. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, yeah, uh, he he's won some big titles in the boxing world. Mm-hmm. 
so uh somebody you don't want to be in a fight with <laughs> well hey man i'm not starting one but uh yeah a really great guy so thank you um sean for that connection with with clint too and and uh, he reminded me that they had had some of our scouts on the Dayfire uh podcast um who were um going on that philmont trek this mm-hmm. summer and actually uh someone that was on that trek we interviewed last month yeah and, giovanni uh, giovanni mm-hmm. dia peace 110 miles we've mentioned that a couple times wow. yeah so sean um i do since you guys uh or, or you rather um asked me a variety of questions in the opening segment. we like putting you putting okay you on the spot i think it's time for me and Cubmaster kyle to ask you some questions oh okay. Boy. okay all right so what's it like being come on the now. master uh, 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 of your own future the master of the my master own of your own future you've got some new projects i'm not the master of my own future <laughs> No, her name is Kim. <laughs> well, no, even above her, the master of my future is God. Then I would say probably Kim. So, well, I can't top that. Go ahead, Cup Master. <laughs> What's your favorite flower? My favorite flower? Mm, a pink rose. A pink rose. Yeah. Huh? How delicate. I figured that the only reason y'all are asking that is because <laughs> you saw on Facebook where I gave her pink roses for her birthday recently <laughs> is that where that's coming from maybe <laughs> we're just trying to get even I with can, you it's i not can tell out. you guys are up to something what are y'all up to no. y'all just y'all just have those guilty looks y'all y'all, y'all we just have... want to learn more about you sean what was your favorite cartoon growing up uh, you know that is a good question favorite cartoon you know uh i don't know probably roadrunner and coyote oh wow that's a good one about your looney tunes old okay yeah yeah we had looney tunes back then i caught the reruns i i uh i I was more of a uh, gilligan's island brady bunch kind of guy oh okay you know growing up oh yeah hogan's heroes what was your favorite cartoon growing up my favorite cartoon Mm -hmm. hey let me tell you something um i didn't really watch a whole lot oh that's not a cartoon (laughs) that's not a cartoon that's just a creepy dinosaur outfit um actually i'll share something personal and say that um i have recently remembered how much i really enjoyed mr rogers neighborhood oh yeah it was it was Mm. good yep you know theodore Mm -hmm. he's four now and so um, is he watching daniel tiger's neighborhood now i'm cartoon i'm going back through mr rogers neighborhood with him oh and i'm kind of reliving it as an adult and man it's just it's amazing to see um how much watching that show may have actually influenced me to be a continual learner throughout life mm-hmm. you know doing all those uh uh you know tours of different things and and going and visiting the the fire station and boys station and everything it's sh- almost like boy scouts mm-hmm. the shows of the 70s and 80s are so far different than, than what they are today no question about it no question and hey uh, the 90s weren't bad like which part like especially the game shows on Nickelodeon. See, we didn't even have Nickelodeon when I was a kid. We had. Uh, well, yeah, that's because your Looney Tunes. We, old. we 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 had the three major networks, and I remember when my when I had my daughter and uh, she was two or three years old. I thought, you know, this is pretty cool. If we'd have just had the Cartoon Network when I was growing up, because you know when you're b- busy trying to get some housework done, you just I just take mm-hmm. my daughter Alexa and say, hey. Let's watch some Cartoon Network. I did like Scooby Doo a lot. Scooby-Doo I like Scooby Doo, awesome. and I didn't see it. You know, we didn't have cable or anything when I was growing up. We just had the over the air. You know, you turn the dial, and it was like that's because cable didn't exist back then. I guess not. He's and not so, as old as well, I am. But my grandma had cable. Okay, and so whenever mm. we went to grandma's house, you know, I'd get up in the morning, and and they'd be showing like Scooby Doo stuff, and, I, and that was really neat. Gotcha. And you know, it's making me think, Cubmaster Kyle. There's uh, some great, uh, well, I guess we can't say it's Scooby-Doo themed. It's uh, mystery themed. It's mystery themed uh, shenanigans going on. At uh, Skymont Scout Reservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over the course of October. That was pretty fun. We got hundreds of people uh, signed up, and we just had our first weekend this last weekend, and uh, I heard that it went really great, and it's an opportunity for Cub Scouts and their parents to come to Skymont Scout Reservation. We have a fantastic volunteer team that's putting that off. Jennifer Strand is um, the... Uh, she's a peach. She is leading this thing. So shout mm-hmm. out to Jennifer. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Really and I fun. heard that Barbara was the villain. 
<laughs> Barbara Edwards is the yeah, villain. I think so. You know what's funny? Um, Rich Bout, a member of our executive board, they posted on Facebook the uh, picture of the volunteers Jennifer and her team dressed mm-hmm. up as all the Scooby Doo characters. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, the mystery characters. We're not supposed to say, you know, that it's mm-hmm. the mystery characters, the mystery yeah. theme, not the other theme. And uh, Rich Bout posted on Facebook, and he said, "So which villain is Jared?" <laughs> I don't think anybody responded. Shout out to That's Rich. Funny. We're doing lots of we're doing lots of shout outs today, aren't we? Guys, we just got a few minutes left. Uh any final words, any uh any news that we need to share with uh our friends out there listening today? Man, just keep on scouting. You know, we're um as we're kind of winding down recruitment uh season, don't forget that it's it's never too late to recruit a new kid into scouts and that our to, to people that are in scouting, our mission is to get kids in scouting and to keep kids in scouting. And uh, I thank all of our volunteers every single day for going out there and making that happen for the Cherokee Area Council. Well said. And can I add something else? Sure. This is kind of random, but I have heard through the grapevine, Sean, that due to your efforts of hosting this terrific podcast, there are actually listeners to this podcast from around the country. Did you know this, Kyle? I did not know that. There are listeners. No. I think there's a listener or two from Iowa, Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Far out there. So I'm going to I'm gonna throw something out there. Okay. Um, so how did you determine this? I, I can't disclose my sources. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's like a news thing, right? I, Don't disclose your, were, your sources. Were, were they yeah. lost when they were on Apple or Spotify looking for this and they go, they hit this one by <laughs> well, mistake <laughs> well it certainly wasn't because of the host right it wasn't because of me but um i would be interested kyle if you are listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and you are not from chattanooga tennessee or north georgia we would like to hear from you yeah and i would specifically like to hear from you why do you listen to this podcast and is there some good news out there about scouting or otherwise that you'd like for us to discuss or share on the podcast? Yeah, that would be what awesome. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. And you can do that by going on to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page and just sending us a message right there. We'll get it. Or I'll throw this You should have made this offer at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, Because there's right. possibly a lot of people that's never going to hear this part. Yeah, they're tuning out because of you already. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so I'll throw another contact. I will give everyone listening to this podcast my email address. Jared.Pickens at scouting.org. J-A-R-E-D dot P-I-C-K-E-N-S at scouting.org. Email me. Or and, you can uh, call or text him at 423. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought you were giving out your contact hold on, info. Hold on, hold on. Let me look up Kyle's number. <laughs> I'll put that on there. But uh, hey, for real. Call um, anytime. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, I'll take questions for me, for Cubmaster Kyle, for Sean, um, any topic that you want, and uh, we can talk about it in our next podcast. So please let us know. Sounds good. Any final words before we go? Cowboy, or uh, sorry to say Cowboy Kyle. Cubmaster Kyle, you got Uh, a vacation coming up. Hope you enjoy your vacation. Thank you. Jared, don't you have one too coming up? A vacation? I do. Yeah, so enjoy yourself. Thank you. I appreciate it. Get some much relaxation. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not going on a cruise I'm, I'm, like I'm working, Kyle, I'm working on a vacation plan right now. I just hadn't gotten it confirmed yet. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to be after Christmas. Be early 2022. Nice. Gotcha. Looking for a, a beach destination. So I uh, got one coming up myself. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. Click on the subscribe button or the follow button at your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cupmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area.